I'm Mark Reed Edwards, Marketing Leader at HFS. Welcome to the second edition of Up Close with our Healthcare and Life Sciences Practice Leader at HFS, Rohan Kulkarni. Rohan, great to have you back. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Um, let's start with what you've been up to since our last chat. We have a new Life Sciences-specific page at hfsresearch.com. You released some work on RPM. There was a piece on moral determinants of health. And you released a couple of data viewpoints on the maturity of life sciences service providers across the value chain and the shift of health plans from insurance to services. We'll also take a look ahead near the end of this. So let's start with the new life sciences page. Can you tell me about that? Absolutely. Excited about it. Uh, you know, uh, we have been doubling down in terms of the depth of our healthcare and life sciences practice over the last year, year and a half or so. And we've had a healthcare and life sciences page for a while, but now we're getting, as we get deeper into deeper, we're beginning to sort of synthesize that further. So I'm kind of excited to see the new life sciences page come up. And for our audience and the viewers, I would say that that's a much faster, easier and effective manner in order to get access to, I would say extremely quality and differentiated content with respect to life sciences specifically. Yeah, yeah. And you can get to it at hfsresearch.com slash life hyphen sciences. And uh, it's it's an amazing wealth of information for our readers. So thanks for all the all the work you've done on that in recent months. It's it's wonderful. Thanks, Mark. Thanks. So can you tell me about that POV on RPMs? Absolutely. Uh, look, I, I will say that it's kind of the industry first in terms of looking at the variables driven uh, and RPM is one use case of a variable driven health and, and, and wellness um, uh, use case, I will say. And it's an industry first in terms of articulating what that ecosystem looks like. RPM has been around for a while. Wearables are becoming more and more proliferated in, in terms of consumer use of it. Uh, but our perspective is an ecosystem driven. And I, I think the piece that uh, we published recently clearly visualizes what that ecosystem looks like. The various different players, whether they're buyers or sellers or just collaborators, whether they're life sciences, whether they're health plans, hospital systems, software vendors, uh, other kinds of service providers, hardware device manufacturers, all kinds. So I, I think it's a pretty comprehensive look at what that ecosystem looks like. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So how about the POV on the moral determinants of health? Yeah, absolutely. So th this one is a little close, um, near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, at, at HFS, we have been writing and talking about social determinants of health. You know, social determinants of health is essentially a, a framework that encapsulates where we live, where we work, and, um, and, and where we get educated and so on. It's sort of all of the underlying elements that impact our health. And uh, the, the U.S., um, health agencies across the health and human services um, have a framework for social determinants of health and it's been you know it's been out there for uh, for a number of decades and it's been it's been used fairly well as well however uh, you know you heard me say this that in america we're getting sicker uh, we're living shorter and we're spending more money right which is a a terrible um intersection of things to come together, despite the fact that we're using social determinants of health. And as we begin to dig into that, um, I've come across another framework called the moral determinants of health, which is really an upgrade of the social determinants of health by adding to it empathy, fairness, and equity. So 
um, with Dr. Sapna Rabula of EXL Services, uh, we, de we developed a, a perspective that we published on this moral determinants of health. And I think um, it is something that is, that is in, in great need and attention as we go forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's interesting to see that perspective and, and you did such a wonderful job uh, on that. So you, you were also busy with a couple of data viewpoints. Can you tell me about those? Absolutely. So look, you know, last time you and I spoke, we spoke about the life sciences top 10 that we published um, in, in, in the November, December timeframe. And we continue to look back at that, that data. And one of the things that we, we published as part, part of the data point of view is the maturity of our service providers across that uh, life sciences value chain. And what I will tell you is, to me, what gets me excited is the fact that service providers for a very long period of time were uh, in, the, in the business of doing what they were asked by the enterprises, by the life sciences enterprises. Mm -hmm. the, the quality and the maturity of their capabilities have gotten them to a point where they're They've earned themselves a seat at the table, and, and now it, it's a function of them collaborating with their clients more and more. And some of them are also at a point where they can actually disrupt the marketplace because of the sophistication of those capabilities. And I think we have the data uh, to back up that, that thesis here. That's great. So, so it was a, an action-packed month. What can we expect in the weeks and months to come? Uh, so let me call out three things um, that I am looking at. One is we're working on our healthcare provider services top 10, uh, which will be published in the June timeframe. Uh, we are in the middle of the analysis at this point in time. And I will tell you, it is exciting because of the healthy slate of almost 20 different service providers who will be, um, who will be profiled as part of, um, of that um, top 10. Um, the other thing that I am actually double, double downing on, the, uh, on is uh, the evolution of health plans. Health plans are health insurance companies, as we all know. And the latest um, analysis that I've done of the top six publicly traded or six largest publicly traded health plans tells me that 80% of their book of business is service related. And only 15 uh, to 20% of their book of business is uh, underwriting medical risk. So they are becoming they are, they are seemingly getting to be more of a service provider than an insurance or a financial institution. This to me is a highly understated but a hugely impactful uh, um, transformation or a transition that's happening in the marketplace. So we will be uh, thinking and writing about what does that mean to all of us across the healthcare ecosystem. And the last thing I will call out is metaverse in healthcare. Um, we will be busting the myth versus reality here in the next month, month and a half uh, or so about, about, met, uh, about metaverse there. So that's kind of what is planned for the next several weeks, Mark. Well, that's great. Uh, thanks, Rohan. It was great to get this update from you. Um, I look forward to getting together with you again next month. To learn more, head over to hfsresearch.com. And thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next HFS videocast. Thanks, Mark.